Hi, this is Jovi. And my name is Charlie. And you're listening to Bed Crime, Crime Stories. Stories. This is a weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and we take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. Hello, Charlie. Hi, Jovi. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah, we took the last two weeks off from recording. Um, two weeks ago, we took off just because like life got in the way. Um, I guess I should say work got in the way. <laughs> or, or, or my day job decided to to uh, infiltrate our time together. And then last week on our normal recording day was my birthday. So Yay! we took uh, yeah, we took a little birthday break. So it's very exciting. It is exciting. It really is. Birthdays are always a good time. Birthdays are always a good time. I had a uh, little vacay, a little staying at home vacation, which was Mm -hmm. really, really nice. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was just telling Jovi before we actually hit record that today's my last day off where I have to go back to work. So I'm like trying to suck all the fun out of these last couple of hours as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. And yeah, I do the same thing. I can't even blame you there. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it's like that Sunday feeling. It's always that Sunday feeling at the end of a vacation or at the end oh, yeah. of an extended time off. And it's a horrible feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's no fun. It's like the Sunday scaries on steroids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Cause then you're like, oh no, I haven't been to work in almost a week. What yeah. am I coming into? And I know, I know that's, that's a shitty, that's a, that's a shitty feeling. <laughs> Yeah, I want to look back to see because I know I texted you and my sister when we got back from our little sister vacation weekend with mm-hmm. how many emails I came home to. I want to see if I beat it this time. All right. I'm curious. Right. I am yeah. too. I am too. Cause you came back, even though you were out for what three days, you still came back to a, a crap ton, right? Yeah, it was like 170 something or something like that. Jesus. No, it was like 140 something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. still ridiculous. It was only three well, days, yeah. but yeah. Well, yeah, you're just, people are needy. They need um, you. I'm very important. So. <laughs> sure, 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 uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. I have to say like my biggest uh, sadness about today was like, I was just really looking forward to having a day with my dog, just like snuggling with a b- b- puppy. Mm-hmm. And uh, she like ignored me all day. <laughs> she's like, like Dude. I've had enough of you. Yeah. She's like, I'm actually incredibly sick and tired of you. Yes. She's like, I don't want any of this. Sorry. Not sorry. So whatever. Mm -hmm. So any, uh, anything you've been watching Jovi, any true crime headlines, anything that you want to share with the group? Um, I, I think I mentioned this to you. I did watch the actual documentary about the girl from Plainviewville. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just, it's sad. It's just sad. Like they were both sick and it just, the like the mm-hmm. first half was you know kind of making her look innocent and this that and the other thing and then the second half was like no no yeah <laughs> don't get it twisted and it's just much better than the show it was mm-hmm. it was an interesting watch and i think the sentence that she got was deserved mm-hmm. i i agreed with the sentencing i just i still i still feel bad because she didn't get help you know what i mean like i feel like if she got help for her mental instability then Mm -hmm. it would have been it wouldn't have come to that yeah i get that so but no i I think i think that's all i watched 
Uh, true crime wise, yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't really been watching uh, much TV except for yesterday. I finally got my fiance to start watching Ted Lasso. Ted and Lasso. <laughs> and we're almost done with season one. So and he was like oh this show's funny i'm like no shit <laughs> i've been telling you that for how long my dear yes so yeah. but um no other than that that's all that's on my tube have you been watching anything um i've started a couple of things i will say like with my time off i haven't really been doing a lot of true crime stuff it's just been like putting crap on that are that's like enjoyable you know mm-hmm. um but i did watch the first two episodes of a mini series on Netflix called I just killed my dad, oh. which is very interesting. And I'm looking forward to continuing that one. It's about this kid who was, I think he was 17 at the time. Okay. Killed his father. And, um, it's just, it's very interesting to watch it because he's very cold, but like, there's also evidence that there's a very good reason why he did what he did it's very interesting so i'm really curious to see kind of where it goes to you know learn a little bit more about this kid about the family and figure that out um yeah but other than that it's really just been kind of throwing out a couple of different things um i've been binging chuck which i don't know if you ever watched chuck when Mm -mm. it was on in like Mm -mm. the late 20s 2000s Mm but I actually never watched it when it was on, but my boyfriend loved it and he got me to binge it with him. Like, this is like going back now, like four or five years. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I was flipping through something the other day and I saw it on there. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Chuck again. <laughs> so I just, I put that on the other day and I've just like, that's a good one to keep kind of in the background because I've seen it already. So whatever. Okay. And then the other day I wanted to take a nap. So <laughs> I put on new girl because again, I watched it a gajillion times. So I don't yes. pay attention to it. Yes. Um. So like every once in a while, I'll just like throw that show on mm-hmm. and then my boyfriend and i also started a re-binge of cobra kai because the new season of cobra kai starts in a couple of weeks and he got me hooked on cobra kai so now i like we want to watch it again before the next season comes out because that makes that sense. show it's so cheese ball but it is so good i love that show so much it's so dumb <laughs> so, yeah. all cobra right mm-hmm. nice very nice very nice that's pretty much it no true crime headlines again like because i've been off like i really haven't been watching the news or reading up on things so there might be crazy stuff going on right now and i just honestly have no idea what's going on so i apologize if we're like super out of the or if at least i am super out of the loop right now i know nothing that's going on no no i am too i like i i made this uh conscious decision to try to be more in tune with the world Mm -hmm. um i stopped because (laughs) because it made me depressed it made me really depressed so like Mm -hmm. yeah i'll browse like headlines but i'm like i don't want to read that like i just Mm -hmm. no i'm good i'm having a good day i don't i don't want to see that so yeah yeah i i haven't i haven't been but yet this and in the same in the same breath i've also been listening to a lot of true crime podcasts Mm -hmm. so it's Mm -hmm. like I, i don't i don't know yeah. I don't know. It's it is what it is. It is, it is what it is. What it is. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just kind of in that zone right now that I'm like out of out of that crime headspace mm-hmm. just for now. And I know, like obviously, I know it's a cycle. It'll it'll mm-hmm. all come it all come rear in its ugly head. But yes. I think also a lot of it too has to do with like what has been released recently. Like I don't know of any really new stuff that's been come like that's been released that's coming mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So um so yeah, hopefully. 
hopefully we'll get some good content coming out soon yeah but yeah it's kind of where i'm at yeah and like like all the things that they're finding in the uh the rivers that are uh that keep receding mm-hmm. and like the the dead bodies and the cars and the footsteps like it's so mm-hmm. crazy to me like yeah. did you see i don't remember what country it was in but it was like a temple or something mm-hmm. it was like an ancient oh yes. Temple. yes 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 i did I see w- that i want to say it's uh, like china maybe or mm-hmm. it's somewhere in that general vicinity i just mm-hmm. don't remember exactly where but i'm like this is this is crazy pants it's crazy pants mm-hmm yeah, there was also one um, I saw. It wasn't a temple, but it was, um, again, also don't know what country it was in, but I do know it was for, it was international mm. where there was like ancient hieroglyphs that were carved into stone where if like the water gets to a certain level, like these people would know that the water was too low to water their crops or something like that. And oh, wow. because the water's gotten so low, you're actually able to see all these carvings oh shit yeah so but you know global warming's not real no um no it's not no it's not and the earth is flat so yeah yeah you know you know <laughs> um, besides the point mm-hmm. um let's get to what we all came here for today oh, man so charlie what is your bed crime story all right so my bed crime story is one that i knew about but i didn't know a lot of detail and i will tell you there's actually not a lot out there about this crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it be, it's because it itself is an international crime. Um, but it's, it's definitely famous ish. So I'm going to be telling the story of the lady of silence, Juana Barraza. Oh, so, uh, my sources for today, criminal minds, wiki, um, murderpedia and an article on Ripley's believe it or not.com. Interesting. I don't think I've ever heard of this. You'll probably know it once you get to the part, once I get to the part of the story, that's like the headline, like the famous part of the story. Okay. Um, Cause you probably will not know her by her name. Okay. Okay. So, all right, let's jump in. Juana Dianera Barraza Samperio was born in rural Hidalgo, Mexico in 1957. Her father, Trinidad Barraza, was a police officer and her mother, Justa Samperio, was a sex worker who suffered from alcoholism. Mm. Three months after Juana was born, um, her mother, Justa, left with Juana to begin a relationship with a man named Refugio Samperio who was a married man and who also happened to be Husta's stepfather. Oh shit. Yeah. Which is, that's gross. I mean, um, yeah, you know, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, he then also of course became a father figure to Juana because since she was so young, you figure she was only three months when her mother left with her. That's really kind of the main father figure that was in her life. Yeah. So as a child, Juana was illiterate and she had a very tumultuous relationship with her mother. Like I said, her mother was an alcoholic and at the age of 12, Pusta had pimped her out for the first time to a man named Jose Lugo in return for three beers. Now that's alleged. There's no proof that that happened, but that's like part of um, Juana's like tragic story. Okay. Um, Lugo would wind up going, uh, going on to abuse Juana for four years, uh, during a violent relationship. And he did wind up impregnating her twice, once at 13 years old and once at 16 years old. Oh my goodness. Both of these pregnancies resulted in miscarriages. So Juana finally leaves for Mexico city after her mother dies of cirrhosis. 
And there she had multiple unsuccessful marriages and she had four children from these marriages. Her firstborn uh, later died as a result of gang-related violence when he was just 24 years old. During the 1980s and the 1990s, Juana held a variety of jobs and she toured Central Mexico as a masked wrestler named... There it is. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> there's there. there's a light bulb. There, I just literally, I feel like I just saw a light bulb go off over Joby's head. Um, yes. Yeah, so she mm-hmm. toured Central Mexico as a masked wrestler named La Dama del Silencio, which is the Lady of Silence, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. an alias that she chose to reference her own personality because she said that she was very shy and quite quiet, quite silent. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's why she chose that name. In 1995, short of cash after the birth of her fourth child, she began to steal items from shops and later evolved those crimes into burglarizing homes. In 1996, she teamed up with a friend of hers named Araceli Tapia Martinez to steal from the elderly. The two would dress in white clothes and pretend to be nurses to gain access to the homes of elderly people living alone and then would rob them once they were inside the house. Oh, that's terrible. Um, Yeah. Um, However, Tapia was also in a relationship with a corrupt federal police officer named Moises Flores Dominguez, where um, and the two of them, Tapia and Flores, concocted a parallel plan to extort Juana. So Flores met Juana after a burglary that she had committed alone, and he demanded 12,000 pesos in return for not arresting her. Wow. Wow. Now, um, at the end of the 90s, there were some murders of elderly people that were starting to crop up in Mexico City, and it started to increase around 1998. The press began to speculate about the existence of a serial killer dubbed El Maravillajitas, um, and they used El as the, the pronoun due to assuming that the perpetrator was male. Right, right. Um, however, Mexico City police denied any connection between the crimes, um, and there was actually a number of people that were imprisoned for some of the murders. Seemingly inspired by stories of the rumored uh, Mata Tevejitas, Juana Barraza's first victim was Maria de la Luis Gonzalez Anaya, who was killed on November 25th, 2002. Gonzalez made comments, um, so... Juana goes into the house again, posing as a nurse. And once she got into the apartment, Gonzalez started to kind of make comments that uh, Juana considered to be derogatory and insulting to her. And it made her incredibly angry, furious. And she beat Gonzalez before fatally strangling her with her bare hands. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Juana did not kill again for three months. The crimes increased quickly once she started back up again. And by November 5th, 2003, so almost a full year after she first killed police had enough evidence and witness testimonies to believe that a serial killer was indeed involved and that it was likely a tall person uh, a tall like bigger person who was posing as a city council nurse or social worker to gain victims trust was on was the culprit right and they hit that nail right on the head (laughs) yeah kind of for sure yeah however the police were reluctant to make this public because the Mara Villajitas had become a weapon in the fight between the Mexico's federal government and the capital cities um, and the capital's city council. The fight started to increase more after Mayor Andreas Manuel Lopez Obrador became a candidate for the 2006 Mexican presidential election. So the federal government attacked Lopez Obrador uh, claiming that violent crime had increased during his term 
on the city council and that his recently implemented public health care plan for residents over 70 years old was to blame for the killings because it was assumed that the perpetrator was a nurse. Oh, now, uh, Lopez Obrador's political party in return denied that the, the Maravilla he does existed and accused government run media of sensationalizing the crimes. In December, the police released a wanted poster with two eyewitness sketches of the Maravillajitas, one more feminine looking and the other more masculine looking. But the sketches were labeled as only persons of interest. So it wasn't saying like these are the people they're saying these are people we like need to speak to. Right, 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 right. It wasn't until the following year that police finally admitted the existence of a serial killer. Jesus. It's going like uh, it it took these years. I was going to say it took a a hot minute for them to be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be a serial killer for sure. Yeah, for sure. So uh, Juana's MO was she would approach victims on the street um, or she would just knock on their door, but generally she would approach people on the street pretending to be a city council nurse or a social worker, just like the cops assumed. Mm-hmm. Um, initially she would disguise herself just by dressing in all white, but later she actually acquired a real nurse's uniform that helped her to gain trust even faster. Right. Right. Depending on the wealth of her victims, she would gain their trust, enter their homes by offering, um, massages like therapy massages or help, help them in obtaining medicines and medical supplies. Mm -hmm. If her victims became distracted while she was there, she would just strangle them directly. But if they, if she didn't have an opportunity to do that, she would beat them up using moves learned in her wrestling career. And then strangle them good lord yeah and even though she carried a bag with her with medical tools as part of her disguise she usually strangled her victims either with her own hands or with an item taken from the victim's home which she then would leave behind at the crime scene jesus and like you would think that she wouldn't use her own hands because of like fingerprints and all that kind of stuff but you would think Besides the point, that's still really shitty. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> she would also rob the victims' homes after killing them, mostly for her own gain. Um, obviously, this kind of started as a progression from her robbery days, mm-hmm. uh, but she would also keep some of the items as trophies. So mid-2005, Juana began a relationship with a taxi driver, Jose Francisco Torres Herrera, alias El Frijol, the bean, (laughs) Um, who became her accomplice in the murders. The attacks increased in range and frequency, and the times when the murders occurred changed from during the day to nighttime. The killing of 82-year-old Carmen uh, Carmen Camila Gonzalez Miguel on September 28, 2005, an upper-class woman and mother of a prominent Mexican criminologist, pushed the police into launching a special operation under the name Operacion Parques y Jardines, which means Operation Parks and Gardens. Like, okay, did she? Uh, okay, like that was probably a big it mistake. <laughs> correct, and I can't tell if she knew of her uh, if okay. she just knew she was a wealthy woman or right. if she knew that she had this connection to this criminologist. Right, um, but she obviously knew that she was wealthy. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, but of course, with her connections, this set cops into like berserker mode to try and find her. Correct, correct. So officer patrols in the areas where the killer was most active increased. Uh, they started to hand out pamphlets to um, elderly people advising them to be 
weary of strangers, um, along with, and part of that was also new sketches were starting to be distributed as well. And the police even paid elderly women to act as bait in park areas. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Now, in a move that was heavily criticized, police also announced that they were looking for a homosexual man, quote, transvestite or transgendered and arrested 49 trans sex workers who were all released when their prints didn't match those collected from the various crime scenes. Mm. Um, It's just like real shitty profiling. A little bit, just Mm a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like they should have called uh, the BAU from criminal minds to come in and actually do a real profile on this person. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, hire us. We totally Uh, know what we're talking about. (laughs) Exactly. I know what I'm talking about because I've watched a lot of criminal minds. (laughs) The lack of murders after October made investigators consider that possibly the killer had either left the city, left the country, or possibly even committed suicide. However, on January 25th, 2006, Juana was seen by a tenant as she left the murder scene of landlady Ana Maria de los Reyes Alfaro, and she was arrested by a passing police patrol. Now, even though Juana was illiterate, a search of her home after her arrest found a trophy room with newspaper clippings of the murder she committed, along with objects taken from the victims and an altar to Jesus Malverde and Santa Muerte, two folk saints commonly revered by Mexican criminals. See, that's where the the whole thing of trophies get me. It's Mm -hmm. like, do you think that by keeping this stuff that you're not going to get found out if they come to your house just, you know, with a warrant? They're like, you know what? We got to check something. We have a we have an inkling or whatever. But it's like, no, let me just put all my trophies on my dresser. Yeah. yeah. And I'm almost, I'm almost wondering if, because she had the trophies in like the shrine to the two saints, if it was almost as if this was like an offering to them for her to not get caught. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, again, this is pure speculation of uh, a criminal's thought process. Right. 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 <clears throat> Which again, who am I to know? <laughs> uh, Juana uh, was also made to pose next to the bust and eyewitness sketches of the Mara Viajitas. And this was incredibly criticized um, by the public as misleading into thinking that the police had been on the right trail all along to finding Juana. But Juana had previously been at the police station and was even interviewed on TV on a TV program about wrestling just one week before her arrest, all without arising suspicion. Oh, wow. So her posing with these sketches and the bust the public were kind of like, you're just putting a show on. There's no way you knew it was her. Cause she was literally just on TV last week right. and nobody said a damn thing. Right. 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 Um, in 2008, Juana was tried for 30 murders and was found guilty of 16 of them. And also of 12 robberies. Um, the convictions were mostly for murders that could be tied to her through fingerprint evidence. Mm-hmm. Juana Barasa was sentenced to 759 years in prison. She will be eligible for parole or I'm sorry, she will be paroled regardless in 2058 at the age of 100. So likely not. She'll be, yeah. 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 Um, unsurprisingly these days, it's difficult to find luchadors, other Mexican wrestlers who will admit to have knowing her mm-hmm. quote. No one wants to say they worked with her because of her crimes at the time. No one knew of her crimes and no one said anything after she was caught. We were shocked that we were so close to a murderer. Everyone was scared of the Ministerio Publico or the police department. So right. no one said anything. End wow. And that is the story of the the lady of silence wow yeah 
I feel like for a while, not so much recently, but I know like back in the olden days, the days of yore, if mm-hmm. you will, um, <laughs> that doing the whole dressing up as a nurse or coming across as like a healthcare provider was a big, it was a common way to kill people, especially mm-hmm. like the same as her, the wealthier of the people. Right. But wow. Yeah. That's ballsy, dude. That's and ballsy. The, yeah, exactly. And the nickname Mara Viajitas is translated to little old lady killer. So that's another thing that she's called. But the original old lady killers in like the early, they're the late nineties. They're not hundred percent sure if they're her or not, or if it was somebody else committing these crimes. Um, because she's the first crime that she committed that is known of is the one in 2002. It's assumed possibly that she did those previous ones. Um, cause if you do look at the sketch and the bust, that they had for the Mara Viajitas mm-hmm. looks exactly like her. <laughs> yeah. Or if it's just like a weird ass coincidence, who knows? Interesting. So yeah. Very interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's that story. And there's um, on Murderpedia, again, just throwing out the warnings. I know you talked about this uh, in your last story about how graphic the photos are. Mm-hmm. The There's a primary photo gallery, which is just pictures of her. There's actually a picture of her in her uh, luchador costume and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But then the additional photo galleries, and thankfully they're all marked as graphic. Oh, it's good. All the crime scene photos from the murders. Ugh. So I actually only like opened the first one. I'm like, okay. <laughs> hard pass hard pass on the rest of this i'm done with that so yeah like i mean Just i think warning. it's well thank you i appreciate <laughs> yeah. that mm-hmm. like you know i don't mind a crime scene photo here and there but like mm-hmm. if it's gonna be graphic to that extent Ooh, yeah no no mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good because no 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 like yeah take a picture of the ground with those little flaggies in it and like exactly police exactly. tape or like a footprint i'm okay with that but yeah. when you start showing like mangled bodies and like you show a picture of the dead person's face, it's just like, why, 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 why? Yeah. Why? There's no reason for the public to have to see that. No. Absolutely well, and it's also not. like, I'm sorry. I think it's like incredibly invasive to oh, yeah. put that information out there without any sort of censoring whatsoever. I can't imagine being the family member of one of these women and going online just to like look up what's being, being written and seeing these photographs. There's no need. Yep. I agree. I agree. That they should do something about that. Like I they get it, having it on on record and even online, but not the public internet, just for right. um like precincts and stuff like that and databases. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't it doesn't have to be leaked to the public. There's there's it, no need for that. Yeah, it behooves no one. No, no, it does not. Yes. No, it does not. That's like my third time saying the word behooves in like a week, and I think I'm gonna try and like fold it into my daily vernacular. It behooves me to make this decision. That's a I, great word. I, it is a great word. And I approve of that. I'm going to make that a challenge. Mm-hmm. Make that a challenge. Once a day, I will yes. say behoove. Yes. Not that I'll ever know if you stick to it, but. That's true. It's going to, I'll, I'll, you know, honesty and, and the, the honor system. I will let you know whether or not I stick okay. to my, my goal of saying behoove once a day. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I do. Yeah. Well, damn. All right. Well, thank you. Charlie, You're for, welcome. <laughs> for that um, that wonderfully Lovely sad story. 
I'm like, I'm trying to think of different ways to describe it. I'm like, no, that really. Oh, and I did want to mention again, like if you go to, if you go to Criminal Minds Wiki and you look up um, and you look her up, Mm -hmm. there's a list by name of every single one of her victims. First of all, it is a long list. Second of all, I did, I, I'm going to pat myself on the back as a person who does not speak any Spanish. I think it did a very good job today of pronouncing some of those Spanish names and words, I but agree. I was not taking a chance on butchering names of the victims without knowing hundred percent if I was going to be able to do it correctly or do it justice. Mm-hmm. Um, but the list of every single one of her known victims is on the criminal minds wiki and uh, all of her victims ranged in age from 59 to 92. That's so sad. Well, thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I probably would have done the same thing and been like, Mm -hmm. the names are here. Not even going to attempt it because no, I don't want to come off as disrespectful by not saying anything at all about them. But at the same time, I don't want to be even further disrespectful by mispronouncing their names. So um, I will just, I will point you to the reference material and I will also be sure to um, post photographs of as many of them as I can in our Instagram post for the story. Sounds good. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. On that note, mm-hmm. thank you guys for listening. As always, we appreciate every single one of you. Mm-hmm. We would love to hear from you guys with story suggestions, saying hello, sending us pictures of weird things you see every day in passing, because that's amusing. Um, so you can send us an email at bedcrimestoriespod at gmail.com, or you can slide into our DMs on Instagram at bedcrimestories. Like, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Mm-hmm. It would be it would behoove us if you told people about our <laughs> podcast. Yes, yes, it would. Like mm. we want to steal your friends. That's basically <laughs> what we're saying here. Yes. Um, be kind to one another. Mm-hmm. Please Pretty do. please with sugar on top. Mm-hmm. This world is crazy. We don't need to make it crazier. Be there for people. And I think I got it all. I think I, I think so it too. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you guys. We love you. Yes, we do. Love you lots and lots. We'll see you guys next week. But until then. Sweet dreams. Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Creativecommons.org backslash licenses, backslash by, backslash 3.0.